Bank Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. What's going on, Dodgers Nation? Doug McCain here. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. And as always, I'm joined by the man, the myth, the legend, Clint Pasillas. You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at RealFRG. And today we're breaking down John Heyman's top 30 free agents. We've got some names we're going to dive into. Some players you might not think the Dodgers would be interested, but we're going to dive right into it. But we know from you guys down below in the comments section, which of these 30 players do you want to see LA go after? Let us know down below if you want to throw out your free agent predictions we want to see those down below in the comment section and for all latest dodgers news head over to dodgersnation.com so we're gonna get right into this one we're gonna start at number 30 so john Heyman has adam Ottavino as his number 30th free agent this offseason had a big year with the mets bullpen what are your thoughts on Ottavino? we know that the dodgers they've been linked to him in rumors for the last few seasons is this the time where he does end up with la i think the dodgers have enough options to not go and spend money on another middle reliever uh you could assume or presume at some point Early next year, you probably have Jimmy Nelson back. He was a big part of that 2021 bullpen last year. So, which was last year because I said 2021. Uh, Dan Hudson's another guy they'll expect back after the knee surgery. You still got Bruce Dargratterall. You still got, if you're going left hand, you know, left hand side, you got uh, Alex Bessia. They have enough options to not spend or add to payroll or and add another body to the roster. I think no, you don't go after Ottavino unless he falls into your lap. He's somebody who's who's a quality arm. He still can get out. He has experience and a multitude of roles, but I don't think they need to be actively seeking out Ottavino. Yeah, I don't anticipate the Dodgers sign him. And then next you have Vasquez, the catcher. Of course, you know the, the Dodgers, they're not in the market for a catcher. So yeah. we'll go next. right to, to 28. So 20 is Michael Conforto. I think Michael Conforto, that's an interesting name. The Mets, they might try to get him back on a short-term deal. He, of mm-hmm. course, was with them a few seasons ago. So what are your thoughts on him as a possibility? Heyman has the White Sox, Mets, Yankees, Mariners. And I think when you look at Conforto, he's a guy that would be looking for a prove-it deal. Give yeah, yourself yeah. the ability to go back to the market after proving yourself once again. What are your thoughts these, on Conforto? These are the Los Angeles Dodgers. They don't need another prove it guy. You want a prove it guy? Just give Cody Bellinger his arbitration deal. Like, make sure you tender him a contract and you see what happens. But I'd rather have Cody Bellinger in center or in any of the outfield spots over Michael Conforto. So, no thank you. No on Conforto. So, we're going to move on to this next name that is very interesting, and that is Zach. Eflin. So Zach Eflin, Philadelphia Phillies, former Dodger. Great. Former Dodger. Great. (laughs) Sometimes he's Eflin. Great out there on the mound. And I think there's a lot of potential there. What are your thoughts on Eflin? Well, Eflin's one guy I talked about internally. Noah and I follow at Noah cameras for all of your latest angels news. Um, I, I like the idea of really somebody like an Eflin, who, by the way, was part of the Dodgers trade with the Padres to get Grandall to L.A., they sent Matt Kemp down to San Diego and Eflin was sent over to the Phillies to acquire Jimmy Rollins. Unless I messed that whole trade up. I'm pretty sure I'm right about that one, but that's also just me pulling from the back of my ass here. Um, Eflin just screams like the type of dude that could have a Tyler Anderson type of year. Get, get somebody like an Eflin in with the Dodgers front office in with Mark Pryor and company and just let them go to work. So I, I really like the idea of Eflin, especially if you need, you know, at this point, they really need depth. You know, we, we've seen the athletic. We've seen several outlets talk about the fact that, uh, you know, starting pitching is probably the L.A.'s number one priority this offseason. Off 
chances are they're not going after some of the big names we're going to see later on this list or yeah. at the top of this list. But um, what do you think about Eflin? Is that is that somebody that, that mo- uh, <laughs> floats your pickle and motors your boat? I mean, I don't think it's a huge difference maker. I don't think he would move the needle necessarily, but he does look like a guy that under the right contract at the right price is a name the Dodgers might pursue. Because one, if you look at his age, 29 years old, yep. you know the Dodgers, they don't like signing those older pitchers. If you look at his pitch mix right now, he's the classic example of someone that you could refine that mix and you can have him throw more of that slider, more of that changeup. We saw the success that Tyler Anderson and Andrew Heaney had yep. doing that with the Dodgers this year. Also, we know what LA loves. They love pitchers that can limit hard contact. And he does that in the 96th percentile on average exit velocity, 94th percentile on hard hit percentage, but doesn't have that fastball velocity that they like. Doesn't have that fastball spin that they like. Does Anderson have like real big time fastball velo? You know? Yeah, no, he doesn't. He doesn't. And this I think is not a guy who's going to be number one, number two, number three. This is a number five, number six guy. Because as of this point, let's assume the Dodgers don't bring back. And we've talked about this already. Let's assume somehow Kershaw doesn't come back. Somehow Tyler Anderson comes back. That is not a very imposing looking uh, starting rotation that has World Series aspirations. You got Julio and then Dustin May, Tony Gonsolin. And, you know, the farm. So that this is the type of dude where he's he's a body to help fill out some innings. That's what you really hope out of somebody like Zach Eflin. You know, Heyman saying two years, $20 million. So you could probably get him on like a 16, you know, even less. You can get him on a reasonable deal. And we know a lot of people want to come to LA. A lot of pitchers want to come to L.A. to get good at their craft. So, yeah, at his age, you know, come here one year, prove it deal. Um, That's what I'm thinking. Like, he's not a savior in this rotation. He's not a massive difference maker. But you need somebody who's going to go out there and pick up 180 innings, 160 innings next year. Yeah, I mean, he does check off a lot of boxes. I do think it'll be interesting to see the market for him. Is there a team out there that is willing to give him a three-year deal at 35 to $40 million? Yeah. And if there is, I think the Dodgers would match that. But he does look like the perfect one-year type of year, one-year contract type of guy for the Dodgers. I think that they have such a great track record of optimizing talent like Zach Eflin. And yeah, it's a very interesting name, but I do also think when you look at this Dodgers rotation, there are some young guys that are ready to make the jump the Bobby Millers the Gavin Stones we saw Ryan Pepio had a cup yeah. of coffee last season Tony Gonsolin we'll see how he responds to his first all-star season we come back Michael healthy Grove got a lot of innings towards the end of the year Michael Grove Dustin May so yeah I think it depends on how the young guys step up next season but Zach Eflin is a very interesting name to keep your eye on because yeah. I do think he could provide value at that price but moving on to the next name Jose Quintana so we had a really nice year with Pittsburgh then went to St. Louis what are your thoughts on Quintana I've never, I've never been a Quintana guy. Uh, I know he's on Heyman's, uh, or the Dodgers are on Heyman's list, and, and I'm pretty sure John kind of admitted he just threw names at a wall or just copy pasted a lot of teams uh, with some of these names. I think, I think they could do better. I think if they're trying to find somebody, Jose Quintana has so many years of mid. Yeah, I don't think there's very much there that they can get out of it. So I'm, I'm kind of no, I'm out on the Quintana. Yeah, I'm not big on Quintana either. He's another guy like Tyler Anderson, had more success throwing more of that changeup. I don't see him with the Dodgers next year. And then there's Josh Bell, who was traded from the Nationals to the Padres. Any any interest in Josh no, Bell? No, we got a first baseman. We're we're okay. Yeah. Get us some versatility. Can't play some outfield. But yeah. Uh, we're okay. Yeah. I'd rather see Hanser back. At least he could pitch. Yeah, exactly. Can't you hit, know. But you know. Yeah, I don't, I don't not, see Josh Bell. Bell. Don't, he doesn't ring my bell. Doesn't ring your bell. Okay, how about Jurickson, Profar, the Pat Beverly of Major League Baseball? I don't understand how, like, like there are some folks that are doing these lists. We know Heyman, you know, the New York Post just did this one. The Athletic had theirs, uh, their top 50 a couple days ago. And, and I'm seeing the numbers that people are expecting or, or possibly seeing Profar get in free agency uh, here, you know, uh, Heyman has a four year, $48 million deal. No, I, if, if it's less, you know, if it's like a one or two year deal and he's going to be a Hanser type, we know like he can play everywhere, but he's not like a premium defender. He's gotten, he's improved leaps and bounds in the outfield, but 
another one that doesn't really float my pickle, as it were. What do you feel? How do you feel? Are you differ uh, on the pro far? Uh, talk? I mean, I couldn't see him on the Dodgers. That'd be like Carlos Correa light as far as bringing in a villain to L.A. But there are some things that I think a team yeah. that would be attractive to a team out there. He hits for contact. He's an above average bat, a 110 WRC plus. As you mentioned, his defense has improved. He brings that fire. He doesn't whiff and swing and miss a lot. So there definitely is things to like, but it'll be interesting to see which team will pick him up. But yeah, I don't see him as a fit for the Dodgers. And then there is Noah Syndergaard. So we know the Dodgers, they were linked to Thor for multiple seasons. Remember back in 2019, the Dodgers inquired when he was on the Mets. And of course, we know the injuries that he's had since. And if you look at his season this year and even the postseason, he hasn't gone past three innings in any of those games. They used him as a short burst guy. Any interest on Thor? So I know um, I know our boy Noah Cameras. Another shout out. He just uh, he just dropped an article on our DodgersNation.com about the idea about exploring a Syndergaard uh, a partnership with the Dodgers. He's he kind of falls into the Eflin idea with me. We know, but the thing is, what makes Thor different, what makes Syndergaard different than Eflin is that. Syndergaard has proven it before. He's gotten it done at the highest level in this league, and that's something that's intriguing. Maybe he gets in front of the right people. The Dodgers have some tape on him that says, hey, remember when you used to do this? You should do this, dumbass. And, you know, he could be. He has the potential to be a number one guy in the past. He could be a number two, three, four type of dude for the Dodgers, and that could be, I, you know, that, I mean, that's what they need. Um is it ideal? No. Is it intriguing? Yeah. I mean, I'd put this on like, this is option C in my offseason list, you know? Yeah. And a couple years ago, I was big on him. Yeah. Not as much anymore. I guess I'm a Thor loser or something like that. But yeah, I mean, if you look at his strikeout rate, doesn't strike out very many guys. If you look at his ability to, to miss bats, it wasn't what it used to be. He doesn't walk guys, which I really like. And I know the Dodgers value that. And he is a name too. He is a brand. He's he a guy a that name. would really excite the fan base, but I don't really see him as a fit unless he wants to, to sign a, a lesser deal where, like you said, he takes on the tutelage of this Dodgers coaching staff and really finds out what this whole Dodgers pitching program is all about. So maybe he considers doing that. But yeah, when you consider the fastball velocity dipping and he's just not the same guy that he was out there on the mound. So I don't think next year the Dodgers have a lot of time to experiment with the Noah Syndergaard. I think a Noah Syndergaard is a guy when you can you with the Dodgers, what they do, they don't work miracles. I mean, they didn't work a miracle with Craig Kimball, right? So it worked they, a miracle with Andrew Heaney. With, I mean, it did, but then, then, uh, then it became uh, yeah. clock struck twelve on Cinderella, right? And then it was home run Heaney. So yes, they can definitely modify your attack plan, your pitch mix, and help you do a lot of things to optimize your skill set. But I also think they can't fight injury or father time. I think Cindergard's a guy that just hasn't been what he used to be. So I'm out on Fair. Thor. But uh, next one, Andrew Benintendi. Andrew Benintendi, interesting name. The Dodgers were actually linked yeah. to him temporarily. He's an outfielder. Mm-hmm. Any interest in Benintendi? It just doesn't. It doesn't do enough for me. Uh, I mean, I, I, I think there is probably a need for left-handed outfield, uh, you know, hit or power or ability for this team, especially if they do let Cody Bellinger walk. Um, but that beyond that, uh, that's about it. You know, hell, I would potentially be more interested in seeing a Jock Peterson reunion, only because you can get it. You can get him cheaper. You can get him for one year, two years, instead of, you know, here we got Heyman saying four years, uh, 56. So um, I, I just, I don't see the need, you know? Yeah. You, if you're, if you're really making a splash or if you really want to add to the team uh, for next year, you want to not be embarrassed like you were here in this NLDS, you're bringing in a bat. It's got to be like a next level bat. And I think they do that via trade over uh, as opposed to somebody like a Ben Intendi. Where are you at on, on Benny? Yeah, I have no interest in Ben Intendi. I mean, he hits for contact. He's an above average bat defensively. One of the better defensive outfielders in all of Major League Baseball, but just five home runs last season. Okay, yeah. you know my model this offseason. If you want the dub, you got to get the slug. And he's not a guy that goes deep in regularity. So I definitely want to see Andrew Ben Intendi on another team, not named the Dodgers next season. But next, coming in at number 21, 
is Mets free agent starter, right-handed pitcher Taiwan Walker. Last season with the Mets, he posted a 3.49 ERA, a 3.65 FIP, a 20.3 K percentage, a 6.9 walk percentage, and went 157 in a third's innings. He has that really nice splitter. Opponents have a tough time squaring it up, and he was saw last season for the Mets, but when you look at his baseball savant page, there wasn't a lot to love. Wasn't very impressive. Hard hit percentage, average exit velocity, does not strike out a lot of guys. His walk percentage and chase rate is above average, so that's definitely a good thing, but I just don't see Taiwan Walker being a future Dodger. But Clint, should the Dodgers go after Taiwan Walker? Uh, nah! That's about it. That's really? all I got. Is just, I mean, I don't know why I would be okay with Cindergard and Eflin, but not okay with Walker. But that's just what I feel. That's my that's my gut instinct on it. You told me before we hit the record button, so give us some gut instinct on this. I don't feel Walker. I don't know how. I don't know how coachable. Coach about teachable. Walker. Yeah. But moving right along, a name that uh, producer Cody suggested numerous times last season. That's Martin Perez. The all-star Martin Perez. Heyman has the Rangers, Red Sox, Mets, and a three-year, $50 million deal for Martin Perez. Do you have any interest? He is somebody the team has had um, interest in in the past. And that, if the Dodgers have interest in a, in a pitcher, there's something you should like about it. Um, he had an all-star season. Was it this year or the year before? I mean, yeah. he he's a quality pitcher. Um, somebody great year with a bad team in a, in a hitter friendly ballpark in 2022, definitely somebody that, I mean, I like him a lot more than Taiwan Walker. And I think he's somebody that, that learns a lot under the tutelage of, um, of the Dodgers. You know, I, I like to call them the, the magic pitching factory. There's something there. Is he the best option? No. I mean, you, you, if you, you want the team to go out and make, a real difference making splash. We probably talk Carlos Rodon, which we'll look at a little later in this list, but um, I do. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Martin uh, fan. You know, give me that guy. We need, we need a little bit of somebody where you have to roll the R's a little bit. Martin. Yeah. Martin. Yeah. There is a lot to like. I mean, innings eater, 196 in the third innings yeah. pitched last season well, as sub three. It's almost you know, 200 Ray. innings. They allow it's that in this league. 200 innings. I mean, it's unheard of in this day and age. So the ERA <laughs> at 289. If you looked at some of his batted ball stats and some of his contact stats, I mean, it would suggest an ERA higher than that, but he's a guy that induces a lot of soft contact. We know the Dodgers like that. He's a guy that doesn't rely on high velocity. And although I do think the Dodgers need some more power pitchers for the postseason, Martin Perez at the right price is a name they definitely could consider. I mean, if you look at yeah. the success that Tyler Anderson had this season, Martin could probably have similar success under the right circumstances. And, and importantly, you kind of look at the age too. He's somebody, he'll be yeah. 32 right around opening day next year. Um, you know he's not going to go out and try to get a five, six, seven, eight-year deal. You know, power himself off of that all-star berth. He's somebody you could conceivably get for two, three years, and that's right in the pocket that this team loves. But if you're going to give a left-hander three years, I don't know. I mean, that's where it's kind of tough, too. It's like Tyler Anderson had a better year, but they almost kind of scream like the same picture. Yeah. At least we know that Tyler is kind of a known commodity. Um, but if you're trying to add both... You give a look at Martin Perez. Yeah, no, that's a got great. Got rid of the rolled R. You got rid of. Why did you? Why did you <laughs> take it away? Fun. Yeah, just for fun. No, I mean he's definitely. I think too. If you've seen a lot of these reclamation projects that have turned things around with the Dodgers, one thing they've done with some guys is they've ditched that four seam fastball in favor of that sinker, and that's what Martin Perez did. You saw yeah. with Yancy Almonte, he had success doing that. So yeah, he misses the heart of the zone. He induces soft contact. He's a name that, like you said, Dodgers have been interested in, and they're only interested when they see something they like oh, and they yeah. identify a way they can take them to the next level. So Perez is a sneaky name that I do think Dodger fans should keep their eyes on this offseason and I think it also depends on what does Tyler Anderson do does he accept the qualifying offer or does he sign with another team and maybe they pivot to a Martin yeah. Perez to fill out this rotation but really he does project as a mid-rotation type starter but importantly uh, uh, behind the camera producer Cody's doing this every time we say Martin Perez Martin Perez. moving on uh, and then coming at number 19 Jameson Tyone what are your thoughts on Tyone doesn't move the needle for me 
fine pitcher, but um, I there's no rhyme or reason why some of these guys give me words and others don't. I just I don't there's nothing all that exciting about Tyone. I think he's one of those guys that has has had so much. Um, I don't know. It's like so much hype to his name and never quite could live up to it. And yeah. I think you're always chasing that and that's going to be a problem. So that's it. It's, it's a, it's not a great answer. It just doesn't, it doesn't do it for me. Yeah. Me neither. I mean, like you mentioned, everyone had, there was so much hype surrounding him. He was the next Nolan Ryan. He was this triple digit flamethrower, but he's not that flamethrower that he was billed to be. He definitely changed his repertoire. His command has improved, which you definitely like to see the walk rate has improved, but he's a name where, yeah, he's another guy that projects to sign, you know, contract North of 60 plus million dollars. So I don't think the Dodgers are going to do any of these mid starters, signings yeah plus it's hard for the team to sell like hey we just got bounced in the first round yeah. don't worry we went out and signed jameson tyone yeah i know <laughs> we got this guys in the bag world series dub we're partying in the streets oh yeah yeah exactly <laughs> drinking jameson that's I mean that's Jameson. Get, yeah. yeah, no, I think that's a great point. I mean, I think cricket, cricket, there is cricket. there is a opportunity for big signings, and then look, I mean, we're going to talk a little bit about the breakdown of how the Dodgers payroll looks next season. Well, there's not the when you look at the budget, it's not it's not budgeted for these types of signings. It's yeah, really it's really you go big or go home, or you look to some of these younger players yeah. that Andrew Friedman has already hinted that they're going to lean towards next season. So no on Tyone for me either. And then next old friend, I'm going to hop on the Kenley Fournia adventure. How about Kenley hey. Jansen? Hey, hey, right here. Give me, give me, a, give me a one shot. No, just no back to you in the studio that's it there's no reason to talk we've talked about kenley for years on this show on this network everybody knows my opinions on it there's there's not a reason never get back together with your ex yeah i mean to me it would be a situation where maybe the dodgers felt like hey dave roberts we don't trust in a closer by committee type management style and they want a true closer and there's not a lot of guys out there maybe they do it but last season he did some things that you like to see from kenley jansen the limited hard contact he also did yeah he did a lot of kenley things he did the full spectrum of kenley things yeah and i think love too, the dude yeah and I, I just personally don't think that it's look the reason why they signed kenley to that big deal had a lot to do with the organization and the fact that he was growing into being this iconic Dodger, yep. but Andrew Friedman does not like to pay big money for closers because they're volatile. You can find them during the season. You can develop guys. So yeah, I would say there's no chance that Kenley Jansen's going to be on the Dodgers next season. Maybe if he pays the Dodgers, who knows? I don't know, but I just don't see it. Hey, angels sign him, sign Kenley Jansen. Let's go. Yeah. So Kenley Jansen is a no. And the next Anthony Rizzo. So Anthony Rizzo, that's a pretty easy. No, there's no, there's fit, no yeah. spot for him. Tyler Anderson, all day, baby. Three years. I'm going I'm to say three years. What did you say? You said 43? I'm 42. Three 42. years, 42. I'm, I'm going I'm going Rich Hill contract. That's what I'm doing. What was you that? Three Hill? and 48? Three and 48. Let's do Rich Hill. Lock it up, man. Got that dog. <laughs> yeah, man. Honestly, I, ah, I, Tyler Anderson is a guy that the Dodgers absolutely <laughs> have to bring back. I think there is going to be interest for oh, yeah. him around the league because I think other teams see, well, the Dodgers, they unlocked him. They figured him out and we'll benefit off that. So they basically yeah. did our work for us. Did the homework. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, Anderson, I think that it, it does feel like the Dodgers are going to make an effort to bring him back. I think there's no question that they're going to extend that qualifying yeah. offer to him at 19.65 million. And just think about that. If you sign that deal, which I don't think he will, because I do think there'll be multi-year deals out there for him. He's only made 17 million only, only, only. In baseball, yeah. rich kid yeah. money. That's, some of that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but I think that it does play a part because I don't think that, I mean, when he signed that contract, a one year, $8 million deal, which did turn into, he did get a $500,000 bonus because of the incentives that he hit. <clears throat> But I don't think that he said, oh, I'm this is going to be my bet on you $8 million deal, no. and I'm going to get a $42 million contract. He really, other than Aaron Judge and maybe Dansby Swanson, he increased his stock pretty much more than anyone other than yeah. those two guys. Yeah, I mean, he's he's another. I mean, you look at the age, too. The age tells you, like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm comfortable with a three, maybe a four-year deal. I don't – I think there there could be four-year deals out there for him. I don't know the Dodgers uh, – that, that the Dodgers front office is willing to go four years. But if he wants to be three uh, or if he, he's happy with the two or three and he, he's happy in Los Angeles, he likes the team, he likes the area, he liked he, – he, by all accounts, he liked what happened this year. Um, I see a reunion happening. You, you see it. You feel good about it. 
Dependable, now, durable. And that's that's a big thing they need. The, 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 the rotation needs veterans. They need innings. And he's a guy that gets both. And he's an all-star. Now we're moving into the top 15 in John Heyman's top 30 list based on, I think he just threw some darts at him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of these names, yeah, if you look at some of these lists there, there are some inconsistencies. Some guys are higher on other guys than others, but coming in at number 15 is another starter, Chris Bassett. So we know there was a fire sale up in Oakland last yeah. last season, and he was one of the guys that got traded, and he goes to the Mets. And Chris Bassett's a guy that he definitely had a solid year for the New York Mets. He's a guy that really is a mid-rotation guy. He's older. That We know the Dodgers don't love that. What are your thoughts on Chris Bassett? He's another one. Like you need to sell, um, you need to sell the fact that hey, we're trying to really improve over what happened last year. So we went and got Chris Bassett. Yeah, he's not a name that people know. Not to say that they you need to go and get a star power name. Um, if he's somebody that signs like like a day a week before spring training. Yeah, all right, cool. The same thing happened with Tyler Anderson, you know, Heaney. I mean, think back, think back when when the Dodgers signed Heaney last offseason. We're like, what the? F- <laughs> why? Yeah, yeah. Why is this? I mean, it proved to be a decent deal, but you you would feel like Bassett's at a point with with his career, especially the last, you know, really his entire career. But uh, since 2018, he's been a solid pitcher. He's been a very serviceable pitcher, and that usually means money in this league. And I don't know that. The Dodgers. I don't. I don't think the front office is really going to be like this. Is this is the sexy guy we need to take us over the top? Just just because there's there's other names that move the needle more. I don't know. Maybe more projectable. Yeah. Solid solid arm. I would not be upset. But you know, like he's he's a he's a B. He's a you know an option B to me. If we get him, cool. And I think a lot of people will look at the numbers and be like, hey, this is a damn good deal. Uh, are 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 a damn good addition, but like if we're trying to, uh, if they're trying to win back the fan base or something, this move isn't going to do it. Yeah, like you said, he's not going <laughs> to excite the fan base. You're not going to see yeah. Twitter going crazy over a Chris yeah. Bassett. Not to say signing. I know what our 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 like you know our tent poles are like what we're looking for in in these guys and these names. That's just you know it's me speaking from the heart here as a Dodgers expert. That's in heavy air quotes for everybody listening on the podcast side. Yeah, I mean, look, the thing with Chris Bassett is he's a name that if you if you strike out on some other guys, he definitely is one of the better top 20 pitchers in the league. I mean, he's a guy that is dependable. He can go deep into games. Last season didn't have a great start in the wild card round. So your last memory of him isn't too great when you think about him yeah. getting rocked against the Padres. But yeah, he's not really your classic Dodger signing either. The fastball velo, the fastball spin does limit hard contact, doesn't strike out too many guys, is an older guy guys. Yeah. So I just don't see it. I doubt he'll be a Dodger next season. So that's a note on Chris Bassett, but imagine they had tie dog and a Bassett hound. No, it's fine. But uh, next is Wilson. That's pretty good. I'm gonna give you that's, that's pretty good. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. So next we got Wilson Contreras. No, no, no. We don't need him. Um, this next, I actually have a video dropping on him. Maybe Sunday or maybe early next week is Kodai Senga. Jackson, do you like what are your thoughts on him? I think I know very, very little outside of what Heyman said. Um, so educate me. I mean, he, this is a your classic. I mean, if, if you looked at his numbers in the NPB, he's a guy doesn't give up home runs, strikeout numbers. He throws 100 miles per hour with a splitter. So to me, this is a name where you might not know that name right now. But if the Dodgers were to find a way to sign him and you watch the highlights and you look at the numbers, this is a guy that, that could be a guy that one. He's an unknown too at the big league yeah. level. So 
you want Shohei Otani, hey, if you can't get Shohei, get uh, Walmart Shohei, and uh, you bring in Senga. In any time you're talking about international free agent like this, I don't know, is he somebody who's being posted? Yeah, yeah. He's okay, so he'd be under post. Uh, one thing we know, uh, the Dodgers have had uh, a world of success with Japanese-born pitchers. Yeah. And that's that's over the last 30 years. It, it works well, and there's there's an immediate connection already here uh, with Japanese com- community and culture. Uh, you know, not there wasn't very long ago that, that Kenta-san was here, so it it, it fits right in. Uh, the media gets it, and people in Japan love the Dodgers because of that that rich history of you know Nomo and Saito and. You know, uh, even Kazushi and, and and so on and so forth. So there's there's been a lot of success, and I think there is a, a good partnership there. But that's still another one of those. You know, unless unless there's a huge bidding war on it, I don't know if Dodger fans are very excited about it. But I agree with what you're saying. Like, like I mean, I he, know nothing about him, but once you see the numbers and you see like the reels, you're like, okay, I can get it and get behind this. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's basically considered to be the best pitch in Japan. I don't want to say he's the the Jacob Degrom of Japan just because of his velocity and that, because he does struggle with command at times. There are a lot of big league scouts that wonder if he'll actually even be a starter at the big league level or if he'll come out of the bullpen. Mm-hmm. They wonder if he can use his stuff at the big league level so those are all big questions and if you're the Dodgers I definitely think you're in a win now season where you're coming off this devastating loss in the NLDS do you have time to really develop a player like this and I do think maybe ends up with the Chicago Cubs we saw they added Suzuki say Suzuki last offseason so yeah it's very interesting name though to just to keep your eye on because I do think the Dodgers you talk about the Japanese heritage you talk about everything that they can do they probably see his raw stuff and say hey we can fix that we can change that but moving right along you didn't know Senga very well you might not know this guy very well his name's Clayton Edward Kershaw are you familiar with this guy I've I've, I've read a read a tweet about him a time or two a tweet about him yeah nice yeah Yeah. Uh, it's gotta happen it's gotta happen what what is happening Matthew Stafford's uh, oh Matthew yeah. Stafford's Fun greatest fact. best friend yeah you have to really go deep in the the dark web to find out about very that little known fact yes bring back yeah. Clayton Kershaw let's move on Kershaw's coming back guys uh, and then next we got Jose Abreu a lot of Dodger Another fans one. on the post game show they've they really been pushing Abreu, for him huh? for Abreu. where does he play <laughs> yeah I don't know it's just a fun you know he's kind of like that Abreu name kind of plays up in the bigs and people it really does yeah um, Mickey yeah. Mouse MVP. 2020. Ouch. Uh, hey, I that's I, that was a legitimate MVP hey, in my I'm, opinion. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get him, guys. Uh, One but, of these days. I mean, look, I think, I mean, if you look at his numbers, though, I mean, he played 157 games oh, yeah, last no, season. No doubt, like 133. He's a, he's a great addition to any team. It just doesn't have a spot in LA. You signed Freddie Freeman. You got him for five more years. If you want a DH, well, chances are high. Justin Turner's back. You got Max Muncy. Like, unless, unless Jose Abreu can be all of a sudden become a beast at the hot corner or something like that, this, this is not happening. Yeah, he won't be a Dodger for no. sure. Uh, I know how much you love this next guy though, Brandon Nimmo. Finding That's your Nimmo, guy. That's Brandon your guy. Nimmo. I, look, I, look. So number ten, Brandon Nimmo. We talked to about him a couple times on the Blue Heaven program, on the Blue Heaven podcast, multiple times, and he's a Subscribe. very interesting name. What are your thoughts on Brandon Nimmo? And I'll tell you what I have. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Um, I mean, I, I like it. You got yourself a plus plus defender. You got your, yourself somebody that that's, uh, um, you know, it, it's a good if you don't bring back Bellinger. And you're not going out and signing Aaron Judge. This is 
if you're bringing somebody in and it's not a trade, this is the type of dude you go after. Absolutely. That's just, that's it. I, I like it. I think it's another one of those where it's like p- people aren't going to be ex- very excited about the name, but he's, he's a difference. He's absolutely a difference maker. And he's not coming in to bat third or fourth or second. Maybe, yeah. hell, maybe second if Trey Turner's gone, but. That's a, a good great addition. point. Give me, give me your thoughts. No, I think that was a great point you made right there. He's not coming into bat second. And I do think if you look at the bottom of this order, yes, I am pushing for more slug, but also we've seen, we've seen the bottom of this order struggle to hit for contact. And he's a guy that he mm-hmm. hits for contact at an elite level. Yeah. He's improved his hitting against left-handed pitching. Defensively, we know he's one of the better outfielders in the game in the 91st percentile in outs above average. But there is an issue I have with Nimmo, and that is he has been injury prone throughout his career. And yeah. I worry about that when you look at some of those projected contracts what does Heyman have him at Heyman has years 145 I mean we're looking we're looking at those kind of numbers that is a no yeah dog that's a no for me dog shout out to the great Randy Jackson right yeah I mean for me I had him at like five years 80 million something in that range if you do non-tender Cody Bellinger and you do uh, move off some guys is, is he a Okay, good. He is not a Boris guy. No, so he's not. He's not a Boris guy. Somewhere in the realm of possibility that that could work. Yeah, no, he's a fun player, man. A 134 WRC plus defensively. Imagine Mookie and Nimmo out there just roaming the outfield. If you lose Cody Bellinger, look, if Cody Bellinger is non-tendered, you are going to lose his defense. And there's not a lot of guys in the system that are going to come up and play defense at an elite level. Nimmo's a guy you could plug right in and you could get that contact. And I think that he would thrive with the Dodgers. But I just don't think at the price that he's going to get at the contract that he's going to command. I just don't love him at that price. I want to see him at yeah. 80 million, not 145. And that could be John Heyman. And I, and I think I know why you thought maybe Boris was trying to goose his number. Right. But yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, look out. There's a premium position, man. He's got can also play left. Again. He can play left as well. But I mean, at that, at that rate, if he is trying to get that kind of money, you take another year flyer on Cody Bellinger. Yeah. It's not, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a former MVP. Maybe somehow, he finds something, you know, maybe he switches strains and it wakes something up in his noggin or whatever. Stops you know? playing baseball. Yeah. I top hey, nine. Let's go. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, look, I mean, we'll probably get to that in another show, but yeah, I do think that you do keep that in your back pocket thinking, Hey, yeah, no. Cody Bellinger, we'll see if he can figure it out. It's not the years. It's one more year. We know defensively he can contribute yeah. offensively. Can they get him where he needs to be? But uh, yeah, it's definitely a great point. And then next at number nine is Edwin Diaz. So we're probably looking at an ex. Yeah, I know. We, I'll dub that in. Yeah, there it is. Dude, the Timmy yeah. trumpet. Dun, 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 dun. That'd be electric at Dodger Stadium. What are your thoughts Absolutely, on Diaz in Dodger Blue? That's going to be a lot of money. And sure, it's not my money, but if if we're worried about uh, starting rotation, if they want Aaron Judge, if they want a Carlos Correa, something like that, um, I feel like you have some closer options already in place. I would love to have him. I think anytime you can get, uh, you know, a 103 mile an hour fastball and a nasty slider, you get that. He immediately makes the bullpen the best bullpen in baseball by a, a wide margin. But um, let's be realistic. It's not going to happen. The Dodgers aren't going to go and sign a, a pitcher that a relief pitcher, a one inning guy that's potentially looking for in the in the eyes of Heyman here, five years, 105. Yeah, I mean, as you look at that price, it's I, I'm a big never say never guy, but I'm pretty confident <laughs> saying never. that Edwin Diaz yeah. is never going to be a Dodger at that price. I mean, there's a lot to like 28 years old, best closer in baseball last season. The advanced numbers love him. A 131 ERA, the X the X slug, the expected ERA. Mm-hmm. They definitely say that, hey, this is the best reliever in the game. But look, the reason why I would hate this move is one. Andrew Friedman is not going to want to pay a big money to a reliever. And then two, I thought we we're supposed to go with closer by committee. I thought it was about playing the matchups. And I think you could still do that with an Edwin Diaz. But uh, if you have Edwin Diaz, you're going to want him to come out there in the ninth with the team of the trumpet. He's not going to be a Dodger. I know I've seen people out there actually pushing for this. And I just think you can allocate yeah. that funds elsewhere. Yeah. And we know the Dodgers, they can find relievers. They can develop those guys. And that's the ultimate position. Just look at Chris Marlin last season, Evan Phillips last season. You can plug guys in and you get their best year. Phil Bickford. Dodgers closer 2023. Let's go. Phil Bigford. I think he's a potential trade candidate. I mean, but yeah, uh, yeah, I I have him on my trade list. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's a different show. 
<laughs> Phil Bigford. Then next, coming in at number eight, is Dansby Swanson. So Dansby Swanson, a lot of Dodger fans out there interested in him. If you look at his year last year, he had his best season. I mean, yeah, great season last year. Elite defensively, best defensive shortstop numbers. in the game. But my question is, who is the real Dansby Swanson? We know he was one of the highest picks in the game at one point. There was a lot of hype surrounding him when he was coming out of mm-hmm. Vanderbilt. Before his career, he's a 255 hitter with a 85 WRC plus. So what I think he is is he's an elite defender, but he's in that second tier. He's in that second yeah. tier of shortstops. He strikes out a lot, does have some pop, and like I said on the video I dropped on Tuesday. If you want Dansby Swanson, you can go out there and trade for Willie Adamas and it's not going to cost you a hundred plus million dollars. What are your thoughts on Dansby? Um, if you're going big or if you're going to spend on a shortstop, you really don't trust Gavin Lux at the position and you don't want to go and make a trade for somebody like an Adamas. I think you, you would rather, go with a known commodity and somebody who's who's done it for a, a little bit higher of a clip for a little bit longer with Trey Turner. I think, I think they both came up in the same year, but yeah. I would I would rather see them go after Turner if you're you're if you're spending for a a top shortstop, you're spending top shortstop money. I'd rather see them go Turner uh over Swanson, but I'd also probably want to see them go Correa over Swanson. So Swanson, great player, good player. Uh doesn't do it for me. Plus, you know, no more bland, boring white dudes. Yeah. I mean, I think if you're looking for intangibles and leadership quality and you're looking for a guy that can light a fire. Dansby feels like a dude who just wants to just show up, do his job, go home. Yeah, I mean, look, there's a lot to like, though. Great I mean, player, yeah, yeah. You can definitely debate that till the cows come home, and I'm with you that the Dodgers need some added fire. But I think it'd be interesting. I mean, the 2015 draft class, he was the first pick. Walker Buehler was 24th. They both went to Vanderbilt, friends with Freddie Freeman. There yeah. are some connections on this team. Also next season with the restricted shift, you definitely want a trusted shortstop. But I'm with you. I definitely want, don't want to commit the years. And I think he's a guy that has put himself in a position to get a really nice contract. Some yeah. of these numbers from Heyman, I really hate. I really They're think, terrible. I mean, this seven years, bad. 175 million. I mean, he's Love in John Heyman. These agents are in his pockets. And no offense to John Heyman, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, no way I would spend that kind of money on a Dansby Swanson. I'm not the biggest give the bag to shortstops kind of guy in the first place. But yeah. also something you do like about him is with Trey Turner out there, Carlos Correa out there, even as Xander Bogarts had his best defensive season last year you really don't know what the future holds for them at that position with the Dansby Swanson. You can feel pretty confident about the fact that he's going to be at that position for the duration of that deal. But that's a no for me. I know Tim Rogers, a lot of Dodger fans out there want him, but I would much rather pivot to a a Adamas trade, but uh, moving right on, we've got Carlos Rodon. Are you riding with Rodon? I mean, he's another interesting name, big lefty. The the money is going to be the the big factor there. And I, I think he, he, you know, he he won. He won the offseason. He won his offseason yeah. because he went and had himself a, a great prove it 2022 season. So, um, yeah, Rodon would be a great addition. He's somebody who's in this past has had a fair amount of injury issues, but stayed healthy for the greater part uh, this past season. Uh, really solid addition. I would probably prefer L.A. add a, a right-hander over a left-hander, but Rodon's a good pitcher. But the money's going to be, again, another factor. It's like um, fans will be more excited this year if they signed him than they would have been last year. And, I don't, again, I don't know what my criteria I'm looking for here. Uh, he, would be a, he would be a great addition. You would feel like him plus one more person and, you know, Anderson and Kershaw, you got yourself a win of an offseason. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm aboard it. It's just that's. You know, it's like a, it's like a, an A1 or A2 like um, guy I would look for. Like he's not the first guy. Stop everything. We need that man. Because no. I don't know if there's anybody on my list like like that. Though. Any of those guys? Yeah. I mean, to me, it's conditional on the contract. Yeah. But if you look at his numbers last year, 
225 fifth. That was first at 264 expected ERA. Led all of Major League Baseball in strikeout rate at 33.4%. Second in F4. So there's a lot to like, but I'm with you. I think it's the years and the years that he's earned with the season that he had. Let's say he had a pretty solid, solid season, but he flashed and the Dodgers say, oh, we can get him for a one-year $25 million deal or even a one-year $30 million deal. Then I think they jump at that opportunity because yeah. let's not forget the Dodgers, they did offer him a contract worth north of 20 million last season, but they didn't give him that, that option. They didn't throw that option onto yeah. there. So yeah, I just don't think that's going to be a possibility. I think if the Dodgers are going to add an ace, it's going to be on a shorter term deal. I think DeGrom, who we'll talk about in a few seconds here, would make more sense because you could get him on a shorter term deal. Rodon, I think, is going to get a four to five year contract. And I don't think the Dodgers and Andrew Friedman are going to give a 30 year old starting pitcher that's a lefty that has an injury history that you don't love that kind of money. So yeah. Rodon under the right contract. Absolutely. On a longer term deal. That's a no. And then coming in at number six, the X-Man Xander Bogart. So Bogarts is a guy that we've talked about for quite some time. He hasn't been as good as mashing fastballs as he was in the last few seasons, but defensively he's made a lot of strides. A plus five use yard. The DRS was much improved. The hard contact though hasn't been as good. The question I have with Xander Bogarts is, is his uptick in defense good enough to justify how his bat has taken a little bit of a hit? But my question to you is, are you interested in Xander on the Dodgers? Um, I mean, sure. If you're not getting Turner, you're not getting Correa. Definitely Xander Bogarts is the guy you want. You you like the ability to get on base. I mean, he's somebody that potentially could plug in if the team is smart enough to look at or at least explore moving Mookie out of the leadoff spot and, and putting him in more of a run production spot. Uh, he's somebody who could lead off because he does find his way on base. Uh, presumably, I don't watch a lot of Red Sox games, but presumably he's somebody who would take a lot of pitches if you're, you know, you're walking a hundred plus times a year. Um, he's a name. He probably brings a little more fire to the team than, than Trey Turner in some way. Uh, I like him. I, I do really like the, the, the package that Xander Bogarts brings. He's still young. He's these, you know, next year he's playing his age 30 season. Um, you would, you would hope the pop can come back, uh, you know, kind of get back up into the, uh, the, the mid career, we'll say mid career ranges that he had, but I like him. Is that, again, there's another one where I'm not, I mean, maybe I'm just, old and bitter but i don't really want or need anything or anybody <laughs> but no i like i like xander bogart he's a he's a he's a quality addition you got the 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 mookie connection there and i think that could be fun and if at some point down the line mookie moves to the middle you know moves to second base to, to keep his excitement going you got a good double play combination yeah, that's a great point. Definitely, you have that connection with Mookie. You have the improvement on defense and a potential keystone combination with him and Betts. But I think I used to be hotter on him. I'm a little more lukewarm now because of his quality contact numbers. You're seeing a lot less hard hit balls. And also, when you consider the fact that if you look at the kind of contract he's going to sign, he's going to opt out. He's going to a guy that could get $200 million this offseason. It would be on a shorter-term deal, maybe a seven-year deal, maybe an eight-year deal. But at that price... Depending on what Trey Turner is going to get, I don't know. Maybe you just overspend and try to get Trey Turner back. So I'm really kind of out on the idea of giving a big bag to a shortstop. I just really am at this point. But yeah. he's a guy that definitely rakes. And like you said, he gets on base. And that's very important. And uh, that brings us to number five. And uh, we'll welcome all the Justin verse slander down below in the comment section. We know he finally took him a thousand tries, got his first win in the World Series. But uh, he's expected to opt out. He has that $25 million option with this throws Heyman has him here on a two year $75 million deal I even think you get a third year not close to his Scherzer but a little less than that what are your thoughts on Justin Verlander I know I know John has him linked to LA uh, I, I just at this point I can't imagine him not in an Astros uni I think they keep him around I think he means too much that organization it'd be not quite the same, but it feel, it would feel almost like Kershaw leaving and going to, you know, well, elsewhere, we'll say. Um, really, it would be a, a, a fantastic addition. You know, you put aside, you know, the problems of the of the past, we'll say, and the you know cheating and whatever. Good addition, but the type of money, uh, I mean, the type of money also plays into what the Dodgers want 
uh, you know, they don't want to pay somebody for a long time. They want to pay somebody a lot for a short amount of time. The velo is still there. The stuff is still there. Kate Upton at Dodger Stadium, you know. It's got yeah. the whole package. Yeah, I mean the Kate Upton thing is definitely a, a factor, but it's way up on the list. But that cancels out that cancels out with Ben Verlander though. The Jackson Mahomes of MLB. Uh, so I think that definitely cancels out. So yeah, I don't think that uh, definitely is a plus. But yeah, like you mentioned, the Dodgers would like to sign these guys on shorter term deals. They did offer Max Scherzer a two year contract on a high AAV. If they could get him on a high AAV shorter term deal, strikes out a lot of guys, doesn't walk guys. If you look at his advanced numbers, they're still very attractive. 175 ERA at 249 FIP. And yeah, he's a guy that do, would make sense on paper, mm -hmm. but I I think that it just feels like he's not a Dodger. I think he might go back to the Astros might. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't see it. I just but do if not again, see we're, it. If we're looking, if we're entering this off season with the whole idea of, of blowing it up in a way and changing what we think the Dodgers are because they still can't get over that hump consistently. That's how you do it. You shake it up by bringing in somebody who changes clubhouse culture. And that's him. No, he definitely has yeah. a strong voice in that clubhouse. But look, I mean, this Dodgers team, their goal every season and definitely next year is to win the World Series. Yeah. So why bring in a perennial World Series choker into your rotation? So that's that why. is another good point. You do got to look at those numbers. And yeah, I think we got to look at those numbers a little bit more. Yeah, no maybe. Ben Verlander. Yeah. But yeah, so the next, <laughs> of course, is Trey Turner. So that, of course, is the biggest Dodgers free agent without question. There's a lot of rumors, a lot of back and forth that he prefers to play East in the Coast, East Coast yeah. and he wants to sign with maybe the Phillies or the Braves or a team like that. John Heyman has the Dodgers, Phillies, Cardinals, Red Sox, Cubs, and Braves and a nine-year $275 million contract for Heyman. I think that's one of his better contracts that he's had on this Pretty list. But what are your thoughts on, on Trey Turner? I don't know, man. I keep going back and forth on Trey. Like, he's regular season Trey Turner has been phenomenal as a Dodger. He's been great. You know, I mean, put together a uh, a batting title quality season, really both years as a Dodger. But I don't know. There is it just is there too much of a bad taste left in our mouth from the postseason? I, and, and should that really play a factor in it? There's a lot of money. You know, if you wanted, if you wanted to spend on a shortstop, how come they couldn't do that for Seager, but also this, you know, projected contract is kind of more in line with what they offered Corey. Uh, I think we, we can feel pretty comfortable in assuming they don't feel very comfortable with Gavin Lux as their starting shortstop. So it makes it makes sense to have a return with Trey Turner. Um, I'm not going to be mad at it at all. It would be a smart move to bring back one of the best shortstops in baseball. Yeah, he fits in the clubhouse as well. Yeah, I mean, look, there's no question about it. He is one of the most productive, one of the most durable, one of the most dynamic shortstops in the game. And if you look at that kind of money, at least it isn't the 10 years that Corey Seager got. Maybe they could get him to on an eight-year contract because you consider his age. He's 29. He turns 30 mm -hmm. in late June of next season. And if I'm the Dodgers, I'm saying to myself, well, hey, 30 of his 194 hits last season were infield singles. Since 2017, yeah. he's led all of Major League Baseball by a wide margin in infield field singles once you start to lose that production and he loses a step his batting average is going to take a hit and also yeah. too last season he kind of changed his approach you saw more swing and miss more chase outside of the zone the on-base percentage was down the power numbers were down so he yeah. didn't necessarily have his best platform season he went from a 142 wrc plus player down to 128 so definitely a little drop off in that department maybe he was pressing and for me the biggest thing was that he never was able to prove himself as a plus defender. He is an average he, shortstop at thing. best. He cost the Dodgers in a big spot in game two with the error that really led to the game winning run. And the Dodgers yeah. lose that game and they go on to lose the series. I do think he did answer some questions in that NLDS, did have an 11 11 OPS, had those two home runs. But for his career, he entered with a 561 OPS. Yeah. So, really, one of the worst postseason performers of players that have had that many opportunities. So, it if you ask me, I think we look at this shortstop position, the options they have, you could slide Gavin Lux right over that shortstop position. Will he be elite? 
Probably not. Can he cover a lot of territory? Does he have some athleticism? I think he could grow into that position to the yeah. point where if he isn't a bat, above average bat and you say, hey, we're going to use that money elsewhere, I could I could be absolutely fine with the Dodgers letting him walk. Now, you talk about Corey Seager. They offered Seager $290 million. Rangers offered him $325 million. Dodgers offered Corey Seager before the 2021 season a $250 million deal. They did not do that with Trey Turner. So I just don't feel that buzz between the two parties. It doesn't feel like he's going to be a Dodger after this season. But I'm just very interested to ask you, where do you think he goes? Do you think it's the Phillies? Do you think it's the Braves? I think the Red Sox are interesting. I think Philly has just a very clear need at shortstop. And, you know, they've been it's been pretty loud. That link has been pretty loud. It's not going back to the Nationals. Uh, New York does not the Yankee or both New York teams and maybe the Yankees, but the Mets don't need a shortstop. You got Francisco Lindor locked up for the rest of his life. Um, Philly, Philly just stands out. Go birds. Yeah, go birds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bryson Stott not doing it for you? No, not quite. Yeah, not you know, doing it for great you. Great walk-up yeah. music, whatever that. I keep wanting to Shazam. Do you guys remember Shazam? Yeah, keep Shazam. Keep wanting to Classic. Shazam that song because yeah. I don't know what song Shazam that is. Shazam your TV. It, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, okay, I mean, Shazam. look, I think it's going to, I think Trey Turner ultimately signs with a team that's almost similar to a Corey Break. Seager that where it's not your big market. It's not uh-huh. the Yankees. It's not the Dodgers. It's another team that says, hey, we could benefit from this big name, this established all-star. And a guy that can help us win this is not taking anything away from Trey Turner as a player he's still a top 15 guy but yeah. last year I thought he was a top 10 guy and yeah, we learned a lot about Trey Turner uh, this season and I and, think it helped yeah. I think I think it helps to have that rental run you know we leased him for a year and it, and now we don't really want to buy the car yeah and it's almost like he's a like he's a Lamborghini, right? But you're going to drive your Lamborghini from your mid to late 20s, not into your 40s, right? You're going to switch that nice Benz, that nice Bentley. Trey Turner is a guy where how much longer is he going to stay at the shortstop position? Yeah. Maybe four years, yeah. maybe five years. Does he go to second base where he did struggle last yeah, season? He does, does he go back have, to the outfield? He does not project as like, yeah, he doesn't project as a, as a third base option or whatever. Yeah, he does not. The, the, the trajectory... Looks like it dips off, uh, not quickly, but when it does, it's going to be painful for anybody paying for, you know, those final four years of a deal. If it does end up being somehow a 10 year deal or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So we could, it sounds like we could talk ourselves into it. We wouldn't be mad at it, yeah, that's but it's what, not it, a must sh- sign. You have to hashtag Patreon. Yeah, you shouldn't, uh, Grant, it's not our money. We're happy if he does show, but we shouldn't need to talk ourselves uh, into, you know, going to going on this date. You know, you shouldn't need to talk yourself into it. It's like, yeah. Nice. Yeah. You know, absolutely. You're not, we're not feeling it. It's just yeah. that simple. We're not feeling it right now. And it's not like you have to give out a $300 million contract every offseason. You can hold on to those big bags and then allocate those funds when you get the right guy. Maybe that is Shohei Otani next offseason. So you definitely don't want to just splurge when okay. you don't have to. So next one, of course, big topic of conversation. The most polarizing free agent, of course, is Carlos Correa. So last season, Correa offensively still is one of the best bats in the league at that position, mm-hmm. hitting the ball hard finished with a 160 wrc plus over the last two months of the season his defense did take a little bit of a hit his age though 28 years old so really in the prime of his career what are your thoughts on the dodgers and their pursuit potentially of carlos correa i've been now on the carlos correa train for 13 months i i i just like the fit in la there needs to be it feels like there needs to be a changing of the guard in Los Angeles. Not so much that he's going to come here or Correa would come here and this is going to be his ball club. No, but a different voice, a different mentality, somebody that's maybe going to challenge the status quo a little bit. And guess what? He's going to come here with a whole bunch of haters. And that's something that's exciting. You know, that storyline, how many times are we going to be able to write about, uh, you know, Carlos Correa comes to LA fans react to Carlos Correa, whatever, something like that. But all of that aside, he's a very good baseball player. Uh, he's in the prime of his career. This the last year did not start out that well. It was his first time not being a Houston Astro in, in his life, and that's a that's that's a change. But now he's used to it. Now he's played for a different ball club, and I think, you know, I mean, if he if he comes to Dodgers, there's so much for him to have to prove. Maybe you get the best out of him. So I I like that. I like the idea of Correa because. 
you know, you got to know the facts. <laughs> yeah. So you're not a never <laughs> Korea guy. I'm not a never Korea guy. If you don't know the facts, you need I, to shut the. Oh, oh, I wasn't ready. Uh, on the button, yeah. It's okay. uh, babe, um, it's it's something different, and different excites me. Chains and whips excite me too. Thank you, Rihanna. <laughs> the money, the years, that's going to be the question. And he, of everybody on the list, feels like the guy who could challenge the the expert predictions and could be got for less time, Mas Dinero. Yeah, I think that's the big thing for me. I think if you just completely ignore his affiliation to the 2017 Astros, a guy who has openly admitted to cheating and banging trash cans, and he was a big voice in that group. But even if you take that away, prior to the last two seasons, he's only played more than 110 games once. He has had some injury issues throughout his 2020 career. 2020 is a short season, just to say. Yeah, but I mean, well, no, that those last two full seasons though. So yeah, yeah. yeah, that's fair. I mean, the thing about the thing about Carlos Correa though is, if you look at his bat, yes, hits for contact, yes, he has great plate discipline, makes hard contact. But on the same token, you factor in he's a six foot four shortstop. There's already expressed willingness to move to third base. How much longer will he be at that position? Yeah. And what he when he does that, will that justify a contract that is worth north of three hundred million dollars? Because if you look at Manny Machado, he signed a ten year three hundred million dollar. Yeah deal he's not close to being as good as Manny Machado at the plate so to me I just don't think that it's likely that the Dodgers would invest in a guy where you can't trust his injury history you can't trust the fact he's going to be at that position that premium shortstop position for more than three or four or five seasons and I just think that this is the offseason after we what he did last year setting that AAV record this is the, the offseason where at 28, he needs to sign that long-term deal. And I think he ends yeah. up with a team like the Cubs I, or the Giants, I think, could be a player for Carlos Correa. He loves orange. Cheaters wear orange. So I definitely don't see him with the Dodgers. And now if if he do, if the market collapsed for him, which I don't think it will because he had another great season, he was durable, finished the season strong, I think maybe he would entertain a shorter-term high AAV deal. And the Dodgers, they would possibly jump at that opportunity. But you also have to remember, too, that you don't just go to the free agent store and go to the shortstop aisle and just put guys in the cart. They have to want to sign with you, right? Yeah. It's like you buy a house. The guy, the person who owns the house gets to pick the buyer, right? Carlos Correa has to want to be a Dodger. Does he want to go through all the backlash of being a Dodger? Would he actually want to do that? Maybe he would, maybe he wouldn't, but for me it just doesn't go beyond the fact that I just don't anticipate the Dodgers offering him a 9 or 10 year deal. I just don't see yeah. that. If, if it is something where he's not going to be a shortstop for very, very long for more than half of that. There's still a, a, a blatant need for third base help in this organization uh, down the road. Cause they have nobody ready to go. There aren't very many third basemen that become available in free agency or via trade. So if you're able to get a guy who's in a place shortstop for you for a couple of years, and then he moves over to third, that's, that's not a bad thing. Uh, you know, and the arm would still play up. The glove would still play up even as the range dips, but the range won't be as important if he's at third base. Yeah. I'm sure over the over the course of the offseason, we'll deep dive a lot more into all of these guys. Yeah, no doubt about it. So <laughs> next is go is going to be Jacob DeGrom. So Jacob Top two. De- Number two, coming in at number two, Jacob DeGrom. So Jacob DeGrom is a guy we know that when he's healthy and he's on the mound, he's the most dominant pitcher on the planet. What are your thoughts on Jacob DeGrom potentially in Dodger blue? Don't don't sign that injury prone of a pitcher. He's he's one of the best, if not, like you said, the best when healthy. But the when healthy is a is something that just seems to be popping up more and more throughout his career. Uh, so for the amount of bag that this dude wants, that's a no for me, Doug. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's a better chance that Anthony Davis is going to stay healthy and pitch for the Dodgers than Jacob DeGrom. I mean, he's dealt with injury issues again and again. And it's not like What's that? You, I'm getting word. Uh, Anthony Davis just broke his back with you talking about that. So that's day to Davis, day to Davis. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, look. He hasn't made more than 15 starts in each of the past two seasons. He's a guy that you can't rely upon to be on the mound consistently. And I think when you consider the money he's going to be after, we're talking about big money. Now, if the Dodgers could get him for a one-year contract or maybe a $90 million deal with an option and he wants to bet on himself, then I would say maybe you do that. But at his age, he's going to want the years. And I think there will be teams out there that are going to offer him three 
four year deals. So yeah, I mean, look, when he's on, I mean, he's fantastic. I mean, one night ERA at a one six fifth last four years. But yeah, I just think when you consider the fact that he's has dealt with health issues, and the older you get the more health issues you have for the most part. It's not like it's not like it goes the other way around. I mean, he's injury prone for a reason. I see a lot of people out there that have talked about, can his body even withstand the violence of that delivery and doing what he does? So I don't see the degrominator in Dodger blue, but coming in at number one <laughs> is Aaron judge. So Aaron judge, the Yankee legend at this point, the giants we know have already said they will not, be under bid. That's what they said. That's the quote for Aaron Judge. Do you think there's any chance? I may not be a smart man, but I know what free agency is. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Aaron Judge, um, you know, I was higher on him during the season, like even mid-season before uh, the Maris talk and 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 the record, the AL home run record was a thing. Um, I just don't like the way a what is he six seven six eight i don't like the way a human that big is, projects to age and i you know i don't want to you don't want to pay for somebody who's eventually going to be a dh you know he still has elite years in front of him he's had years w- with uh with some significant injury concerns and woes and all that kind of stuff he's missed time <laughs> a lot of times but when he's healthy dude can absolutely rake but he's also doing that at Yankee Stadium, which is, you know, kind of a little league field at times. So it does not translate as well in Los Angeles. I was higher on him in June than I am now. I don't think you sign him and move Mookie to center. I think that's an option. I think Mookie going to center, Cody being uh, non-tendered, Mookie going to center, not second base because they, they have enough infield help. Uh, I think that would be the path, but I just it, it makes less sense to me now. You're going to be linked. They're going to be linked to every big name free agent. But I don't see the connection. I don't see the future there as well. Maybe, but but also it's about, you know, being able to win three rings in 10 years. So you get somebody like that with the pop. Not to say he has some sterling postseason, um, you know, stat line of his own. If you you want want postseason stats, go get Giancarlo Stanton. You know? Yeah, I mean, he's had good moments. He's had bad moments. He's had series where he's hit three home runs in series. So there has been times when he has come through in the postseason. But I'm with you on, if you look at the size, he's a big guy. But also consider the fact that really didn't get a start until he was like 25. So he doesn't have yeah. the same wear and tear and tread on the tires Fair. as other big leaguers. So I think that you could say maybe he's a young 30-year-old at the big league level. But I think when it comes to Aaron Judge, it's really the it boils down to, yes, he has this reputation of being a loyal guy. But are you going to be loyal to the Yankees or are you going to be loyal to the Giants? And if you're loyal to the Yankees, the team that brought you up where you're this Yankees legend, or you go to play where you're from, why the hell would you go to the Dodgers after all that? That seems yeah, like a middle finger really to the Giants point. and to the Yankees. So, yeah, unless the Dodgers can court him and sell him on the fact that we'll keep you healthy, we will put you in a be- the best position to win World Series titles, you can play alongside Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman, maybe there is a spot where he does consider it, mm-hmm. but I do think think it's going to be a Giants and Yankees race. I yeah. think there is going to be a bidding war. And yeah, I mean, if you're going to have to pay big time, you're going to have to really back up the Brinks truck for Aaron Judge. And I just don't see the Dodgers doing it. I mean, outfield is a position of need. And I think that if you want to go that route, he is a guy that would fill that hole massively. And you got Aaron Judge and Mookie Betts, two of the best players in the game. It would be box office, but I still think he ends up with one of those teams, Yankees or Giants. And I do think the Giants, like I said, they are a team to look out for. I mean, they have been lining themselves up for this signing for years. I think they're going to, make a full court press yeah. on trying to get him in San of, Francisco. Yeah, a lot of payroll freed up right now. A lot of payroll. Yeah, yeah, they do. I mean, they are in prime position. And hey, if he joins the Giants, it's a less of a hitter's park, but yeah. yeah. And it's also almost like like what the Padres did. You know, they signed Machado to to be like the, hey, guy, free agency, we're open. Like, 
We're yeah. ready to, to, no, to try to build a, a franchise to win again. And, uh, you know. They're giving out them big, them big you got any of them $300 million contracts? Yeah, they're <laughs> yeah. going to have up in San Francisco. Yeah. I mean, I think either Correa or an Aaron Judge, they're definitely going to be big players. So we're definitely going to have to monitor what the Giants are doing this offseason. We'll see if that influence anything the Dodgers do. But that is the top 30 free agents for John Hammond. And we went over from you guys down below in the comment section. Which of these guys do you think the Dodgers should target are there any names? Do you want to see them pursue? Or do you think Aaron Judge and Carlos Correa and Trey Turner will ultimately sign? Drop your predictions down below in the comment section. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. This here is the legend, Mr. Clint Pasillas. You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at RealFRG. Be sure to subscribe to the channel. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. And if you want to see us post even more Dodgers content, smash that like button. And as always, think blue. Bleed blue, and I'll be out. We out.